Welcome everybody to our weekly Torah podcast. This week's Parsha is Parshas Bolak. As always, the podcast is dedicated to the memory of Mr. Harold Pasternak, Herschel Ben David, father of our good friend Michael Pasternak. Pirkei Avos teaches us an interesting point about the famous or the infamous villain and prophet Bilam. So anybody that has these three characteristics is considered a student of Avram, or forefather Abraham. And anybody that has three other characteristics is among the students of Bilam, the wicked Bilam. A person who has an eye in Tova, eye in Tova is generally understood as a good eye. We'll explain what that means. Ruach Nemucha, a person that, that shows that he has a, a, a humble spirit, and Nefesh Shefola, an undemanding, an undemanding soul. These are the students of our forefather Avram Avinu. On the other hand, a person has a, an eye in Ro'a, an evil eye, a Ruach Gevoa, an arrogant spirit, and Nefesh Shechava, a greedy soul. Those are Tamida of the students of Bilam Harasha, the wicked Bilam. Now, what exactly are these characteristics? It would seem. It would seem that if you had to characterize Bilam, Bilam was the one that was hired to curse the Jewish people. That I mean, the, the idea of cursing the Jewish people in and of itself would have made him a wicked person, you would think. But the mission doesn't really tell us mention anything about the fact that he that was willing to curse the Jewish people, and the fact that he gave that advice to Bolak to try to bring down the higher standards of morality of the Jewish people by enticing them in sin to sin. Mishnah tells us three other characteristics. The Ayin Tov of Avram, our forefather Abraham, the Ayin Tov is, is interesting. There really isn't any English word to define Ayin Tov. There's a Yiddish expression to fargin, which means to say to be, able to, be, to be appreciative and to be happy for somebody else. That's something which is a beautiful characteristic that's reminiscent of our forefather Avram. I'm always reminded of one of my daughters that I was so, so impressed with her character that when her friends started getting engaged, she, she was so happy for each one of her friends. and just You can just feel her joy that she shared in their joy. That's Ayin Tova. Despite the fact, of course, she would have wanted to have gotten engaged herself at the same time. But nevertheless, though, she really had a true simcha, true joy for all of her friends. The opposite is the Ayin Ra. Although Ayin Ra generally is translated as an evil eye, and people make the association perhaps with the idea of, of, idea of, of casting a, aspersions upon somebody else, the idea Ayin Ra literally means the opposite of to fragin. To be able to feel, to, to feel, not to feel joy, to feel bad about somebody else's success. Jealous. When a person sees somebody else succeed, they're consumed by jealousy. How come they can have that and I can't have that? Now, it's not even so much they don't have it themselves. It's the fact that some bothers them, somebody else has it. The idea of kina, the idea of jealousy. That's a characteristic of Bilam. Avram, we find also, was the Ruach Namucha, the humble spirit. Avram himself is this famous expression, Anochi Ofer Ve'efer, he told God, I am but dust and ashes. I know the, low, the my lowliness, my the, the, the worth that I have. 
Bilam is the opposite of that. Bilam is the person of arrogant spirit. And Avram again also the nefesh shefola, which means to say a satisfied person who wasn't interested in much, didn't didn't need all kinds of physical material things to make him happy. Bilam was opposite. Bilam was a greedy person that wanted more and more and more. Where do you find these three characteristics by Bilam? The commentaries tell us that the idea of ayin ro'ah we see that he looked up at the Jewish people and he saw the people he saw the people living peacefully with each other, modestly with each other, and he's brought up. He wanted to it, it bothered him to see that. It bothered him to see the fact that there was living living in such tranquility and such such peacefulness, and that's one of the reasons why he tried to bring out the curse. He wanted to be able to curse them. We, where do we see the idea of the Ruach Gavoa, that element of that arrogance of spirit, of desiring honor? He tells, when after Bullock sends the first set of messengers to, have, to hire his services to curse the Jewish people, he told them, No, Ki Hashem imachem. the Almighty does not let me go with you. The implication over there was not so much that he was unable to go, but it can't go with you, implying in, such underlings like yourself is not befitting a person of my stature. You want to become, you have to bring more prestigious people, more important people. And indeed, the second time Bullock sends the messengers, he sends the officers, higher officials, to be able to see if they can, they can convince Bilaam to come across the Jewish people. There too we find that idea, they desire the honor, we want them more. And for that matter, we find the idea that Nefeshachava, he was a greedy person. He tells Bilak, he tells Bullock, even if you were to offer me a house full of silver and gold, I can only go if the Almighty allows me to go. Now at that point, Bullock had not yet offered him anything at all for that matter. But Bullock, Bullock made the point of saying that. All the money in the world, I can't go if God doesn't let me go. The implication is he wanted money. And he was he was he, he wanted the physical pleasure too, we find. That was something that was the, the makeup of, of Bilaam. And that's the antithesis of what the student of Avram Avinu, the characteristics of the Jewish people. That idea of I and Tov, the idea of being able to rejoice over somebody else's over somebody else's success, that's something which is a unique characteristic that we have to try to aspire to live. You know, our forefather Abraham, Avram was known as the Amur HaChesed, the pillar of kindness, holding up the world as far as kindness is concerned. That's very closely connected, the commentaries point out, to the idea of his seeing other people with that sense of joy. A person that's selfish, a person that's jealous, cannot be a man of kindness, cannot be a man of charity. A person who wants it for himself, doesn't want to share with others. He wants to have better than other people. Because Avram had these characteristics of humility and satisfaction with what he has, and he wasn't jealous, he was happy for other people's success, that allowed him to be able to be a generous person, to be able to feel for others, to be able to help other people out. Bilaam was the exact opposite of that. And that's the reason why Bilaam was capable of being able to give curses. When Balak came to him, Balak felt that we know that you're a person that's able to curse. Who a person you decide to curse will be, will be cursed. How did he know that? It's because Bilaam had these three characteristics. He was a selfish person. 
He was a person that always interested in his own personal honor. He was a person that was interested in his own personal gain, his own personal pleasure. That person looks down upon everybody else. He's not able to appreciate anybody else. And therefore, as such, he sort of like injects a certain negativity. That's the idea of a curse. We believe, and the Torah implies, the idea of a curse has some reality to it. The Torah tells us that it's, uh, that a person is not You're not allowed to curse a deaf person. In four different places, the Torah prohibits us from cursing others. But it's interesting that prohibition don't curse a deaf person. Now, most people probably understand the idea of a curse might be uncomfortable, but something more psychological. We don't really give any any reality to it at all. It's just that nobody likes to have somebody else speaking negatively and speaking so sharply and cursing, wishing him bad. In the same way, the opposite, a person a person cheers somebody else or greets somebody else, it gives us a good feeling, psychologically speaking. But were that to be the case, why does the Torah indeed prohibit us from cursing a deaf man? He doesn't hear what you're saying anyway. Why should it make a difference? The answer is, Torah is trying to tell us that that's not true. The cursing really does create a certain negative energy. And if, even if the person does not hear you at all, it still accomplishes something negative, and for that reason, it's prohibited. That blessing is opposite. A blessing creates a positive energy. The Talmud talks about the importance of initiating a greeting to everybody that you meet. The reason being because when you initiate the greeting, it comes to my heart that appreciates other people, that honors other people. That creates a positive energy that allows the person, the bracha, the blessing, to be able to take effect. And therefore, because Bilam was a person that was such a negative person, a person that looked down on other people, was jealous of everybody else that he saw, that allowed for him to be able to, to be able to curse others. Because he saw, he created, he, he created his, his, the way he saw the people, the way he viewed himself, created a certain negative energy that allowed him to be able to have some kind of a negative effect on those people that he saw. That's why the, the Mishnah emphasizes you know, that who are the students of Bilam? What's so bad about Bilam? Not just the fact that he cursed the Jewish people, but the fact that it was the characteristic that led, allowed him to be able to curse other people. We have to try to avoid that to the extent they were able to. We aspire to be the students of our forefather Avram, our forefather Abraham, who was a person known for chesed, known for kindness, a person that is known for being able to help other people, for want the good for other people. And that's only person, that's only possible when a person is able to, to view himself from the proper perspective, not to feel not to feel so jealous, to be satisfied with what he has, not to be able to look around for honor. That's why, indeed, the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos teaches us also that kina taiva v'yakava, these three characteristics, jealousy, the desire for physical material pleasure, and, and kava, the desire for honor, it removes a person from this world. A person not only from the world to come, not only for a ward in an afterlife, but it removes a person from this world also. Because a person that's consumed by jealousy, by greed, and by lust can't even enjoy this world. Certainly he may get some of his desires fulfilled, but he's never going to feel content. The more he has, the more he's going to want. And therefore it'll always be a vicious cycle, always chasing around itself. The idea of the Parsha this week, the Parsha is Bullock, and the, the whole story about Bilam. And the Torah talks about the idea of Bilam at quite at, quite at length. 
is they teach us the importance of how we have to try to avoid that type of a lifestyle. To be able to enjoy life in this world, important, it's how important it is for us to be able to be out, to have the be from the students, from the disciples of our forefather, Avram Avinu. Have a great week, everybody. I hope to be back with you again next week. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.